I'm your host, Greg Viafania, and we've partnered up with our friends at MPP to deliver short business tips each month. Having expertise in the swimming pool industry and business world, we believe these messages will truly help your business. So without further ado, let's jump into this month's business tip. Welcome to your go-to podcast for the pool and spa industry. My name is Tyler Rasmussen. And my name is Greg Viafania. And this is the Pool Chasers Podcast. Thank you so much, Harry, for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Thanks, Greg. It's great to be here. I appreciate uh, you inviting me to be on the show today. Most definitely. And today we're talking about company culture, which is always exciting. But before we jump into that, can you share with the listeners a little bit about your backstory and your role with MPP? Sure. Uh, I'm the Vice President of Human Resources for National Pool Partners, uh, recently new in the role. Uh, We joined National Pool Partners back in November of 2021, uh, sold our business to National Pool Partners and joined uh, the company originally in an operations role and now in human resources. I had, uh, before National Pool Partners, um, owned the pool company for about five years. Uh, my wife and I were co-owners of Magnolia Pool and Spa. And uh, prior to that, I spent about 20 plus years in different corporate jobs in management and executive management in both uh, retail, construction, and also a third one in, in education as well. Wow. Those are about all the ones you need to talk about company culture, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of similarities, even though the industries are different. Uh, culture is culture, and how you design culture really makes a huge difference in in the organization. Right. So first question I have for you is, why do you think company culture is so important? I think company culture really sets the foundation for what the company ultimately will accomplish. Um, the culture really is the set of attitudes and behaviors in an organization, the way that it operates, its characteristics, and having a company culture that's well-defined with intention is very important to uh, the overall success in any organization, regardless of what industry it's in. Yeah. And what type of success or where did you see this playing out well in your pool company? Yeah, so in the pool company that I owned, we had a lot of success, and I attribute a lot of that towards company culture. Um, When we first purchased the company, we had a lot of good people, um, you know, in in the pool business. Uh, Everybody does approximately the same thing, right? We buy from the same suppliers. We hire a lot of the same people from the same pool of candidates. But what we're looking for in a small business is how we do business and why it's important to the success of the business. Uh, At Magnolia, we started out um, early on, had some early success, but then we ran into a number of uh, opportunities to improve and we leveraged culture to be able to do that. So culture of process, culture of accountability, culture of commitment, uh, culture of hiring, culture of addressing employee performance were all things that we wanted to do in our small business so that we could have a long-term sustainable success in the organization. Yeah, it sounds like when people feel they're invested in a company, it feels a lot more legitimate. You know, they have their leaders around them that are 
you know, uh, bringing them up and keeping them accountable for what they're supposed to be doing. And those are all great things if you're doing your job correctly and maybe there's bonuses and different things that go along with it. But yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, I think what happens in any organization or group is that people want a sense of belonging. They want to be part of something and they want to identify. And if you have a strong culture, uh, employees can identify with that culture and they can identify with the group of people that are there and they can belong to something. We all want to belong. We all want to be part of something. And if we feel that it's something that is positive and heading in the right direction, uh, people want to stay there and a good, strong culture can help reduce turnover. It can bring on good employees and it can uh, definitely uh, heed good results in your organization. Very good. And what do you recommend for people that are building culture or wanting to change it? You know, it's a huge investment of time and money and, you know, just all of the above. But, you know, what suggestions do you have for people that want to get started with company culture? Yeah, I think you can establish a company culture on little or no budget. Um, you know, there's things that you can spend money on, programs you can spend money on. But I think that when you have a company culture, so if you take, um, all right, let's take a very large organization like uh, Southwest Air Airlines. So for anybody that has flown Southwest Airlines, you can see that they have a culture of um, fun, of accountability, of um, you know a bit of humor. And as a passenger, when you're flying on Southwest Air Airlines, they make you feel welcome and part of their company when you go and you fly on their plane. And it starts with uh, the biggest thing is employee engagement. So employees that are happy, that they feel part of their uh, company, they will then turn around and treat their customers well. And the model of culture really starts at the top. It's not something you can just uh, let happen. If you let culture happen, it will take over uh, your company and often in a negative way. You have to actually do it by design or with intention. And so it really starts with the leaders. It starts with um, the owner of the company, the managers, uh, anyone that has any kind of influence over uh, the organization, the people, the assets, uh, the processes that they buy into what ultimately they want it to be in the um, in their organization. So there's a number of things, right? So it's creating values. So as an organization looks at, it doesn't cost anything to create values, right? What is it that you want your uh, company to be known for? Is it outcomes? Is it people? Is it the team? Is it attention to detail, uh, stability? Whatever it is, it's creating those values in your organization uh, so that you can um, gain the buy-in and inclusiveness of all the employees in the organization. And then each organization, right, as you look at how you want to design it, there's something called hierarchy, right? So there's different levels of hierarchy. There's low levels, moderate levels, high levels. Uh, low levels um, are loosely defined. People kind of do what they want. Uh, you hope that they do a good job. Medium levels are people that um, have uh, formal channels, but they're not real strict. High levels of hierarchy are tops down. Um, every company is going to have a little bit type of culture, 
And as leaders, managers, small business owners, it's important to define what kind of culture you want and then communicate that across the organization. Thank you. What type of you know documentation are you giving to your managers, technicians, um, things like that? That way they have an idea of you know what their role is, what the company stands for. Um, that way they they know it's not just hey I told you you know when we are onboarding you you don't remember every little thing I said. Yeah. So the um, if you think about how do you communicate culture. Um, the biggest thing for communicating culture is to demonstrate it, to live it every day, to talk about it. So as you establish a mechanism, so if you walk into um, a a very good, like a fast food restaurant like Chick-fil-A or Moe's, right? They have a way of greeting you every day. It's in the employee handbook and they do training on it, but it's really demonstrated by the the local managers and owners. If they don't do it, then nobody else is going to do it regardless of what the handbook says. So it's demonstrating uh, through leadership what you want your teams to do and how you want them to reflect to the uh, customers that come into the door. That's probably the biggest way to do it. Uh, You can write culture into a manual, um, but it's really more about living it every day and ensuring that all of your employees really understand that as a leader, as a small business owner, that you're taking time to live what you say and do what you say, not just say what you say. Sure. And how can culture maximize performance? So um, definitely with culture, so maximizing performance, right? That's what we want to do. We want to get the best out of our people. So as leaders, we want to be able to have people do more than they ever expected that they can do and do things that they didn't know that they can do. So if you're struggling with profits, if you're struggling with uh, accountability, if you're struggling with um, getting people to just follow simple, basic processes that your employees need to follow, uh, culture, by demonstrating and showing everyone in your organization um, how to do it and then explain the why. Um, As adult learners, we like to know the why behind what it is we do and why we're doing it so then we can perform at our best in a culture of accountability, a culture of commitment, a culture of understanding what results or what a lot of companies would say are core outcomes. What is the ultimate outcome that we're asking our employees to get at the end of the day? And whether it's a certain amount of pools that are done, it's a certain amount of repairs that are done, a certain certain score on our safe driving records, um, or other, you know, customer service measures, whatever those are, uh, culture is really the build behind it, not just the processes, which you got to have consistency and processes, but it's the culture of following those and holding people to them is what makes the companies uh, successful that uh, makes most companies successful. Very good. So I'm curious, did you ever talk about your team leaving to go work for another company because i think that is something that everybody is fearful of is that they're taking on all this uh, knowledge because it's you know very time consuming and costs a lot of money to train an employee correctly and for them to um you know even speak to other members on the team that there's another company that has this you know shiny thing over here because i feel like that can really hurt the internal organization 
as well, even if one person's thinking about, you know, jumping ship and they're, you know, spreading that to other people. Yeah, the as, as companies come together, that's usually the one of the most challenging times in organizations because you're bringing together, you know, two or more different uh, cultures and processes and teams, and you're integrating under one umbrella. It it can be a very challenging time. The most important thing is that everyone is upfront and honest, and that there's open the reason for open dialogue. And that people understand that not everything's going to be perfect. But as you take the time to learn, learn about each other's cultures, learn about each other's processes, learn about each other's people in the organization to be able to bring them together so that everyone can uh, ultimately head towards what we're all trying to do. It's one common goal. It's a common goal of success in living under one umbrella. Um, employees are, 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 you know, we're all employees, right? We're all people, we're all employees, um, whether it's personal or family or business. Um, we all have preferences, we have likes, we have things we like to do, things that we don't like to do. And what's most important is that we have a common set of goals and objectives. And as I mentioned earlier, a set of values that we all believe in. And when we're all able to do that, we can get on the same page and have that opportunity to have a lot of success in our organizations. Oh, that's all very good stuff, Harry. I really appreciate it. Um, hopefully this is some good inspiration for everybody listening to, you know, take some small baby steps towards building that company culture because this day and age, it's just, uh, it's a must. So if you don't have anything else, we uh, really appreciate your time. Yeah, I appreciate your time. The one thing I did want to point out, if there are uh, people that are struggling with how to identify uh, company culture, there's a lot of very good uh, resources and books out there. Um, I don't have any personal tie to any of them, but a few that I've read. Uh, one is The Culture Code by uh, Daniel Coyle. A second one is an oldie but a goodie. It's uh, Good to Great by Jim Collins. And then uh, there's another author, Patrick Lencioni that uh, wrote The Advantage, and he's written a couple of books. One, a lot of people have heard, it's called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, and uh, Advantage is another book. So sometimes just leveraging uh, resources that are out there, finding something that you believe in as a leader or a small business owner, and then taking what people have actually spent a lifetime studying, doing research on, and being able to replicate that in your organization can often be a, a path to establishing a good culture for someone that's trying to figure out either how do I create a new culture or how do I change a culture in my organization that I might not be happy with. Yes, thank you. And those are all great recommendations. I mean, even if a book is on sales, it somehow always leads back to building up that culture so that, you know, everybody, it's like your first customer or your employees, right? Exactly, exactly. And it's all got to be done by design with intention with something specific versus uh, just letting it happen. If you let it happen, the next thing you know, you'll wake up in your small business and realize there's a lot of things we're doing that we are not happy with and there's changes that we want to make. And so then it makes it harder to then make those changes. So it's always better to be proactive and do things up front. Agreed. So how can the listeners get in touch with you if they'd like to you know, reach out? Yeah, I'm at uh, hgeller at gonpp.com, uh, go-npp.com, forgot the dash. Uh, feel free to reach out to me by email 
um, and we're uh, always growing and evolving and would be happy to answer any questions and just be a resource for anybody to bounce anything off of. Very good. Thanks, Harry. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more, you could hit the link in the show notes below or visit poolchasers.com. If you'd like to learn more about MPP, visit go-mpp.com. See you out there, pool chasers.